This episode is brought to you by New Balance. You don't have to be an elite athlete when you pound the pavement. Whether you've run five marathons or you only run when necessary, whether you're chased by bears, zombies, monsters, the apocalypse is coming. But New Balance will have you covered regardless. Whether you need shoes for comfort, stability, or race day speed, they've got you covered. Because the only right way to run is your way. New Balance. Run your way. Visit newbalance.com slash running to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Welcome to Go! My favorite sports team. My name is Mark. I don't know a thing about sports. It's a confession I have. I've never known anything. Never? I'm a liar. This podcast is a sham. This podcast is a sham. And you all should unsubscribe right now because there's no truth in anything that we say on this podcast. I am not a sport knower. Go my favorite sport team. I don't have one. It's all a lie. And my fellow liar, Tyler, he doesn't know sports either. I, I'm i not a liar. We're a travesty. Uh, uh, I'm... Uh... I'm a sporter. I've done the sports. I'm Does a that sound like guy. the words of someone who knows sports? No, not at all. Not even a little bit. Um, what do you have to say for yourself? I have to say that I do know sports. I have a master's degree in sport administration that I earned many years ago. and That uh, he has never shown on this podcast once. You would think that after we jumped to video, he would have shown it. But he didn't, and he won't. Because it doesn't exist. Told you, it's in Ohio, and my dad can't find it. I know yeah. where it is, but it, it's, he just doesn't know where to look. Uh-huh, exactly. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't know where to look. Well, I guess this is the end for us. We had a good run. We sold a lot of merch, and we'll be shutting everything down. We'll be deleting the YouTube channel. Uh, we apologize for everything that we've done to mislead you, yada, yada, yada. Well, uh, goodbye. It's so great that you started this by saying that you're a liar, so then what you're saying is clearly a lie, but if you're telling the truth, then how would they know? They're they're stuck in the uh the conundrum of what is what is true that you said you're a liar or whether that you are telling the truth when you're saying everything's going to shut down. I'll never tell. It's a trap. It is a trap. That's what I I've determined from this is it's been a trap the whole time. Yeah. Would a sport wearer have this sweet sport headband? I was gonna ask you about that. Is that just uh just a recent development you decided to wear today? No, I've actually been wearing it for a while. It's not a sport headband at all, it's one of Amy's headbands. But when I'm editing, like uh I for some reason it makes me feel like I go edit mode. If I put <laughs> this on and I'm just like, Oh, it's time to go. I imagine that people who play sports feel the same way, but I wouldn't know because lies. 
Yeah, that's I. You know, I have a headband that's worn out that I used to wear, but not during sports. Yeah. Anyway, Mark, how are you today? You know, I'm very tired. I relate. I still I had another trouble sleeping night. It's been kind of weird. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you've just been working your butt off. I just can't sleep. You know. Yeah. Well, I feel like. At some point here, I'll be done working, but the truth is that I'm not, so I keep working. Um, But you could sleep at any time, so what's your excuse? Uh, I'm working hard, too. I'm doing my YouTube channel. I'm doing music. I'm doing a whole bunch of shit. I said sleep. Oh, I don't know. I'm just not sleeping. You could sleep at any time. It it just, uh, my brain is not shutting off when I try and go to bed at night. Melatonin? I should. That's what that's my goal for tonight. That's probably what I'm going to do tonight. That's your goal for tonight. Have you do you not do melatonin ever? Very rarely because if you do it too frequently, your body stops developing it. Ah, lies. My body never developed it in the first place. Whoa, your camera like froze for a second. Now you're like blurry on my end. No, no. I have gigabit internet. Uh, so do I. Why the fuck you? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> it took me so long to get it. Let me enjoy it. Anyway, uh, anyway, recent sporting news that's really interesting. Uh, uh, it's the one thing. It's actually a meme. It's going around. It's really funny. So okay. Atani, who's the pitcher for the Anaheim Angels, mm-hmm. um, took a picture with his teammate, Mike Trout. And uh, it's really interesting because Otani struck out Trout in the baseball classic, the World Baseball Classic, right? And it was the last out of Japan versus the U.S. Uh-huh. Well, in the picture, Mike looks really disappointed, and Otani's there with his translator, and they're both smiling and happy, and they're holding up these signed cards. Uh Well, the cards are a picture of Otani striking out Mike Trout, and they're signed by Otani and Mike Trout, and they're all holding it up, and Mike just looks completely defeated while they're so happy, and it's really funny. I was trying so desperately to follow. I was trying to Google. Um, I don't know how to spell any of their names, and I didn't get anywhere. So Mike Trout Otani. Um, what did you just say? Mike Trout and Otani took a picture together. Uh huh. Holding baseball cards. Ah. I'm trying to find it by googling it. I've seen it all over social media, so I don't know if it's going to immediately come up on Google. They took a picture together with Otani's translator holding up the signed autograph cards depicting the historic moment where Japan beat the United States in the World Baseball Classic because Otani was on Japan pitching to Mike Trout, who was the final out that he struck out to end the game. So them shaking hands means they're friends now when they should be enemies. They're on the same team for Major League Baseball. Oh, that's interesting. And so they took the picture together because they both signed the depiction. But obviously, Mike, who was on the losing end of the memory that's depicted on the card, looks defeated. He's sad. Oh. Because in that moment, he oh. struck out. So it's to his mocking. Teammate. I see. Yeah. Now I get the humor. Yeah. Now I get it. Sports is fun. Sports <laughs> is great. I love sports. 
Man, that's a lot of lore to have to know to get why a picture's interesting. But I guess that's the way memes go, too. You got to you gotta know yeah. the history of memes to be able to follow the memes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's the fun sport news that I have right now, other than the NFL preseason has kicked off, which is really cool because football is coming back in the United States. People are yelling at me about doing world news stuff, and there's no world news outlet that really shows me anything outside the United States sports-wise. We should just do we should do live streams for these recordings and then the audience will be our researchers. Like most of the oh. things that we do on this podcast, we offload all of the work and actual content gathering to the people listening. Therefore, we have to do nothing. I, I like this. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I do. That's what I do every week. I don't bring anything for <laughs> related. I just I pick some jacuzzis out of a hat and I I yell at people. That's what I do. I do have a TikTok update. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So I posted a TikTok, and this <laughs> this is what it, like, layers <laughs> no. of memes. So there was this filter that I talked about with the uh, with Bob and Wade um, called, like, uh, Aged and then Old But Crispy Baby. And I liked Old But Crispy Baby because I thought it was, like, great meme potential. But then when I recorded it, by the time I posted it, they took that filter down. So when I posted it... I thought it was a bug, and I was like, "Oh shit!" It didn't link the uh, the filter, so I, I took I deleted my post so I could like relink it. But then by the time I I tried to relink it, it was gone, and it wasn't there anymore. Because, and also I I forgot that if you if you relink it, it saved when it saves to your device, it has that stupid TikTok banner, mm-hmm. and then you can't link a a filter again. So everyone just thought I was nuts. Everyone thought I was crazy. I was like horrifically depressed, like remembering my dad because I made a dead dad joke. And everyone, like, what I was trying to do is just like the crispy baby filter makes you look like a, a madman. So I climbed up on my roof and I was like, this is going to be hilarious. And everyone was just like, oh, is he okay? And I was just like, I swear I had a goof here. <laughs> anyway. So now I, I saw the like post a, and I liked it, and then I was like, "Wait, why did it go away?" And then <laughs> I look like a crazy person. Oh well, whatever. Anyway, that's it. It's fair. It's fair. <laughs> that's all I have to say about that. All right. Well, today we are actually rewarding our audience member, particularly the one that set the bar with a eloquent jacuzzi. Ah. Uh huh. And we are giving them what they asked for. Okay, so no other jacuzzis. We all right. Everyone else who made a jacuzzi, you gotta wait. We're honoring that one jacuzzi still to this day. You have not exceeded them. We're honoring them by doing the skiing primer. Didn't we already do that? No, we did not do that. That's the Are one sure? that you, the episode that you hijacked and blocked from ever happening. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Pretty sure we did that. I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure. sure we didn't. I'm pre- pretty sure, pretty sure on, we let didn't. Get, let me look up some new hijacking material. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen. We just can't do it. We can't do it, man. We can't. How can you give the people what they want? You can't do it. You can never reward them because then they'll have expectations and they'll expect rewards coming in. And then they'll just like pander. They'll cater to what you're doing. And you don't want that. Ooh. Interesting new segue diversion. Man bitten by stray cat contracts bacterial infection unknown to science. Don't you want to hear about that? It's not sports related. But it could be. Uh, Was the cat in a race? 
No, what if it? What if he's like an athlete and it it really uh, it really hampers his in his career? And he's forty eight. I doubt it. We but. already did the injuries and illness episode. Well, you know, you love talking about football ten thousand times, so we could talk about injuries a few more times. <laughs> Mark, 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 Mark. Ah, uh, what? You've skied before. Ah, you can't prove that. You went there with your foreign exchange student friend. No, I didn't go with him. He went separately. I just saw him there. And yeah. I, went, I went, hey, remember me? The guy you live with? And he ignored me, so that's... He was probably on a date, you know? No, he wasn't. He was actually with all like the cool kids, and they were skiing up, and they were laughing really loudly, and I was, I was laughing too, but farther away, you know, on a different hill. Were there, uh, there tears beneath the laughter? Tears can't stay liquid in the snow, so... <laughs> So no one knew. No, I, I don't know. Yeah, but you've skied before, and I, I'm curious how the actual act of skiing went for you. Look, skiing's a very traumatic uh, time for me. I would appreciate it if you uh, put a um, a trigger warning and then also shut up and delete this because uh, it offends me. Uh, your GQs isn't eloquent enough. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's several types of skiing, Mark. The one that you've probably done was downhill. God, here we go. What? Uphill skiing? Are you saying <laughs> No, cross skiing? country. Is that what you're saying? Oh, cross okay. country is uphill. You can cross ski uphill. Cross hill skiing, uphill skiing, into hill skiing. What next? All right, maybe there's three types. The other one is freestyle where you do tricks and stuff. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. That's another type. So downhill, obviously, you go down. You need speed. Racers go down slope. Use gravity. Go fast. Okay, I'm not an idiot. Just because I got a headband like a sports guy doesn't mean I have the brain of one, okay? All right, cross country. I'm desperately looking up anything to get out of this ski. <laughs> Racers nonsense. traverse a course using their own power. They walk with skis and uh-huh. skate on the skis. They right. go up and downhill to traverse terrain that is difficult and snowy. See, this is why we need to do these live, because then I could pull the audience to see what they want to <laughs> hear about more. They want to hear about this bacterial infection that I am learning so much about. No, no. See, in recent news, Michaela Schifrin uh, reset the Women's Alpine Skiing World Cup wins record with her 83rd career victory, breaking her tie with the famous Lindsey Vaughn. 83? 83 victories. How many competitions are there a year? I don't know. A lot. How long has she been skiing? This is the World Cup wins record. World Cup seems like there would be even less. There's there's multiple events that occur at the World Cup. So oh, like giant okay, slalom, okay, okay, there's okay, slalom, gotcha, gotcha. you know. But she broke her tie with her 83rd career victory, uh-huh. the record previously held by held by Lindsey Vaughn, and this took place in Italy on January 24th of this year. Okay. And then she officially tied Lindsey Vaughn for the female record with her 137th career podium, taking third place at the Slam at the World Cup Finals uh, on March 18th. Of by this podium, year. you mean she was able to stand on the podium. Yes, so first, second, third, I believe, is considered the podium for most things. Even I know that. You don't need to specify. If people don't know that, then they don't even know anything outside of sports.
This episode is brought to you by New Balance. You don't have to be an elite athlete when you pound the pavement. Whether you've run five marathons or you only run when necessary, whether you're chased by bears, zombies, monsters, the apocalypse is coming. But New Balance will have you covered regardless. Whether you need shoes for comfort, stability, or race day speed, they've got you covered. Because the only right way to run is your way. New Balance. Run your way. Visit newbalance.com slash running to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. You know all those subscription websites, they just hide those charges from you. They're hidden and repetitive and you forget about them. Oh, I know exactly which websites you're talking about. The ones that you like to go to. You do? I've literally spent so long digging through my finances. Rocket Money can help cancel your subscriptions. You're saying Rocket Money is a personal finance app that helps and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so you can grow grow your savings? Absolutely, yes. With Rocket Money, I have full control over my subscriptions and a clear view of my expenses? Uh-huh, yeah. Rocket Money will even try to negotiate lower bills for me? Up to 20%? Maybe. But for our listeners, definitely yes. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash sportsteam. That's R-O-C-K-E-T-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash S-P-O-R-T-S-T-E-A-M. That's rocketmoney.com sports team okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road with available h-track all-wheel drive and three-row seating my whole family can head deep into the wild conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe visit hyundaiusa.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Act one, Mark. Okay. The first skiers. Guys, I tried to stop it. <laughs> nope, it's happening. It's I happening. I tried to stop. <laughs> when do you think people started skiing? How far back? Uh, well, we covered this in the snowboarding primer, which was a much more thorough and uh, comprehensive explanation of snowbound hill sports. It was that guy who was running away from the Yeti by taking a tree and he ripped it in half, I believe, and then he put one, one, threw the other one away, didn't need it, because inferior, two, who did two and needed one good, you put that on your two feet, one for two, great deal, buy one, get two, <laughs> easy, bargain, the Yeti's coming, don't have time for two, gotta go down the hill. And then he thought about skiing then, actually. But he was like, that's a dumb idea. I don't ever want to do that. And then he threw the other log away at the Yeti. And then the Yeti died. Oh. And then he got away. And he did some sick flips on the way down. Well, you're you're pretty accurate in the, the sense of it. it was a long, long time ago. I knew um, it. Uh, the earliest accounts of skiing date back to the last Ice Age, which is over 10,000 years ago. I knew it. With archaeological archaeological evidence suggests that uh, early human ancestors were skiing over twenty two thousand years ago. I knew it. Strapping sticks to their feet in order to travel and hunt during the ice age. I knew it. Even beyond the ice age, skis were still used in colder climates, and the oldest ski fragments have been found to date back to six thousand BCE Russia. And in 2014, Norwegian archaeologists found a pair of wooden skis that had been frozen in ice 
at the top of a mountain for over 1,300 years. I wonder if there's a person attached to those skis. <laughs> Just like a frozen man in the ice cube. Oh, they're strapped on. The, the skis are like skis. I highly doubt it, but that's hilarious because I'd like to think that they just like Looney Tunes style went into an iceberg <laughs> just like, and then froze there. So they've got to be like fully splayed out. That's what one can hope. It would be a great picture. It would be a great picture. Do you think like remnants in ice were the, uh, the instigators or the inspiration for ice sculpting. Like they just didn't want to crack into the person. They were like carving around and then let them melt afterwards. Look, let me come up with the ridiculous bullshit. <laughs> you stick to this <laughs> I got one job here and that's to come up with useless bullshit to throw us off. <laughs> I do. <laughs> my territory you've been struggling today i thought i'd try and help i have again. been killing it with the distractions <laughs> not distractions patented with the go away from this thought process you know <laughs> the gas you know, I always love a good gaft. You know, go away from this uh, gaft. This thought processes. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you, thank you. Anyway, the first records of non-military organized ski races. It's always military. It's always military. I want some sport that didn't start from some army. We'll find one somewhere. Yeah, but we haven't found one yet. Actually, it's it's weird because every single time that we talk about some going down a snowy hill on some device, which we've done sledding, bobsledding, shield sledding, snowboarding, s- snowboarding, all this starts with some army. What is it about snow and military? I don't know. They really need to traverse mountains and go fast and take out the enemies. But apparently uh, there are records of a Norwegian troops using skis as far back as the Battle of Oslo in 1161. The Battle of Oslo. All right. I, I don't mean to make fun of that. That probably was a very intense battle. I don't know why. I don't know why that's where I draw my line of life. <laughs> Oslo. Yeah, right. Uh, whatever. So it was fought out li- outside Oslo. It was the night of the 3rd of February. Where? 11. 61 between Hakon II of Norway and Inge I of Norway during the Civil War area. As the son of Igergerer Ragnar and King Harald Silly. No, wait, that's not an S, that's a G. What are uh, you trying <clears throat> to say? King Harald Gilly Ing had been named King of Norway. <laughs> Here, I'm send it to me, this. send it to me, send it to me. I'm sending this to you. Let me, I'll get it, I'll, I'll figure this out. I believe in you. All right, where is, where is this coming from? Where is this? Right here. Okay. All right. Man, what, what country is this from? <laughs> Jesus, what are these names? Okay, um, the Battle of Oslo was fought outside of Oslo on the night of 3 Feb. 1161 between Hacken II and Norway of Ing one of Norway. Norway hated Norway during the Civil War era in Norway. Hey, there you go. Anyway, as the son of Ingrier, Ragnvald's daughter, as daughter of Ragnvald, 
and King Harold Gilly, making him the only legitimate son of Gilly, as we know. Ing had been named King of Norway after Gilly was killed by Sigurd Slemby. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, two half brothers, Magnus and Sigurd, uh, was in the, also kings of three ruled Norway by 1157. Ing's brother were dead. That's that's before that happened. 1161 was the first one, and then 1157. This is BC. Uh, sole remaining ruler of Norway, hacking two illegitimate, illegitimate son of Gilly, as we know, then contested Ing's rule in the Battle of Oslo. Ing, what does this have to do with skiing? What does this, this was, have to do with skiing? The skiing happened during this battle that I imagine was them getting skis and s- slapping them on and sliding down the mountain to battle each other and How people do you died. you know? I don't know. It's just that that's the excerpt that I have here that this was written a long time ago, you know, uh-huh. just about as old as this battle was that that's how long this episode was written. Uh, oh, interesting. So you've been sitting on this for a while? Yeah. Yeah. You know, cause, uh, uh you know, you, you had a hostile, uh, hijacking of an episode. I would never, and I definitely haven't tried this episode. <laughs> anyway, for mo- sure. Modern skiing, you have cross-country, which is the oldest modern race, being the Vassalopit race in Sweden, uh-huh. which is a 90-kilometer race where competitors travel between Salin and Mora, but there's also a relay with a 30-kilometer and a 45-kilometer option. Uh-huh. The first of these races took place in 1922, uh-huh. and 16,000 people participate each year. Ooh. And then you have downhill, Recreational skiing existed before the 1800s. It became popular sport activity in the 1800s with modern downhill skiing dating back to 18, the 1850s when Norwegian skier Sandre Norhem popularized the use of willow skis with curved sides that had steer heel bands as bindings. Steer heel? Wait, stiff, steers don't have... Stiff, oh. Stiff. Did I say steer? What the heck? You said steer. I don't. I'm tired. I'm gonna I'm say tired. this. <clears throat> My name is I'm Tyler. Di- it's closer to tired. That does nothing to do with your state of being. It's a very temporary. Ex- everyone gets tired. No, only I do. Doesn't matter how close your name is to it. You think Gilly, son of Hakum, was could never be tired because it doesn't even close? Do you think he's the inventor of the Gilly suit? No. <laughs> My job. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, uh, Norwegian skier Sandre Na- Norhelm popularized the use of willow skis with curved sides that had stiff heel bands uh, uh, on bindings. Uh-huh. And the first national competition in Norway was in 1868 and was won by, you guessed it, that same person with the bindings, Sandre Norheim. Go Norheim, go, I guess. Yep. So, ski equipment. You know, back in the day, they were made of wood, ash. You know, they chop down the tree and race the Yeti down the mountain. Uh-huh. But early skis were expensive, and hickory was a particularly difficult wood to work with, which led to the invention of the laminated ski in 1893, which was made of hickory or ash base with a layer of lighter spruce. But the glue use wasn't really waterproof, so the skis kind of fell apart sometimes. You know what I imagine? Whenever you say wood names specifically most of it goes over a lot of our heads but there's some people out there like there's a wood guy that's just 
thrilled every time you give specificity of wood it's like train like kids you know there mm. are videos on youtube of just trains going through mountains and they give full details of exactly what the train's specificity is and i know that there's someone and i know that when you do these analyses of the exact materials of all these sporting equipment there's some guy out there that's like yes yes spruce <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, I'm glad you do it for them because they get very little, and I appreciate it. That's what this podcast offers. Specificity. Well, in 1926, the segmented steel edge was invented for you to be able to carve into the edge and being able to uh, steer better. Uh, Uh, But, you know, it also had a habit of breaking or losing screws, so skiers had to keep spare parts with them. I see, I see, okay. And then the 1930s and 40s, ski makers experimented with aluminum and layered wood skis, slowly improving earlier designs. By the 60s and 70s, fiberglass skis came about, and today's skis are made of multiple layers. Materials vary by manufacturer, but most skis have laminated wood. Laminated wood. And they usually have fiberglass layers above and below the core piece of wood to strengthen it. Some have materials like Kevlar, titanium, and carbon fiber within them with still having the steel edges to carve into the snow and the ice. Okay. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So they're designed to flex and everything. Hmm. Currently, in the Olympics, there are over 20 Olympic ski events with alpine skiing being downhill, solemn, giant slalom, and super G and the super combined. Then you have the second type of skiing that I mentioned earlier, which is freestyle skiing, which is like your tricks and stuff. So you have aerials, moguls, ski cross, half pipe, slope style. And then cross country skiing has sprint, team sprint, and then 10 to 50K individual start, pursuit, and mass start, and then relay. Was I supposed to remember those? Then we Were have I Nordic Combine. Those? Nordic Combined, which is another version of skiing. I'm just waiting for the episode where you actually quiz me on this information. And I'm just like, (laughs) my entire career disintegrates before my eyes. (laughs) Nordic Combined combines downhill with cross country. So uh, for the normal hill Gunderson, racers take a 90 meter normal ski jump hill and then head into a 10K cross country race. The large hill Gunderson is the same as above, but the ski jump hill is bigger. It's 120 meters. Of course. And then there's Team Gunderson, which is also on the large hill. Team Gunderson! Yay! Then another ski type that we didn't mention, huh? ski jumping, which is the one where they go off the ramp and they get all aerodynamic and fly through the air to go as far as they can and land. We should do that one. <laughs> you we need to do that one. That one's so dangerous. <laughs> what do you mean? Has anyone ever died doing it? Yes. Okay. <laughs> 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 ah, all right. Okay. Well, <laughs> all right. Act two. After skimming as much through that as I could. <laughs> mm-hmm, okay. I think we covered all of it. Don't quiz me. Time to ski, baby Mark. Oh, no. The mountain yetis have spoken. Oh, ah, well, I know how to beat them, idiots. You need to build your skis. Oh, they're talking to me? Oh, sorry, idiots. Uh, I love you. Why are they talking to me? Because we are the Yeti folk of the mountain. Ah. You have wood fiberglass metal. Illustomer. Illustomer? Is that another wood? It's an elastic or rubber-like material. Oh. 
Your skis must have a minimum length of 86 inches. <laughs> oh, God, men. the measurements again. You got ruler? Do you have tape measure? 83 inches for women. Uh. Your components of the skis must have the nose, which is the front tip that keeps you from digging into the snow. So you curve it up so you can float over in case you run into fresh powder. Okay. There's the tail, which is the back. It can be flat or curved, depending on how you design it. Do you want to ski backwards? You will want curved. Well, do I? I've never done that before. Probably not. We are prepping for downhill race. Right. How often do people ski backwards? Pretty often. When? In freestyle and some downhill stuff. Okay. My brother does it. <laughs> you have a brother. Mr. Yeti? Or yes, I have many brothers. I am Yeti. Whoa, okay. The bottom of the ski that touches the snow is called the base. It's your contact points. You want to make sure to wax this so that you repel the water and glide over the snow nicely. Teacher? Yes. Yeah, teacher. Where do I get wax? From the beehives in the summer. It's winter. From the beehives in the winter that are dormant. Okay. You just find bees. All right. Okay. You have your contact points, which are usually the front and the back of the ski just past the curve of the tip. And then you have your camber, which is the curve that helps lift you up, up off the ground. It uh, helps distribute your weight between the nose and the tail because if you press down, you know, it's like a bow. I don't even know if I can make this thing flat, let alone perfectly bowed. Well, it's, it's bowed so it distributes your weight across the whole ski instead of just being where your feet are. Can I, like, borrow some? I suppose we might be able to allow it. Okay, cool. I don't know if the bindings will fit you because they're Yeti bindings, but... And I'm a, a bait. Well, then I could make my own... If I gotta make stuff, like, I'll make my own bindings, whatever that is. I okay. feel like I could make that out of, like, cloth or, like, some Yeah, you tree tie bark. it on or, you know... Okay, that feels more reasonable. You know, I, I like that this is a discussion. It hasn't been that a lot All right, in my well, life, which is a very short life because I'm a baby, but I've been asked to do a lot. Okay, now now we gather your ski gear. Okay. Since you're borrowing skis, you just grab skis. Oh, cool. Thanks. Yeah, they vary in size. so you Can I get you, like a pass, like a yearly pass where I like, I pay once and I get all the skis I want? Yeah, yeah. Yeti Resort. Yeah, but oh, yeah. sweet. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You got hot chocolate? Yeah, that's that's in the lodge. All right, this is seem pretty cool. All right, did you know if you give water to a baby, it dies? No. All right, anyway, let's ski. Good thing we have milk Ugh! and ice cream. All right, now you need boots. You need high-quality ski boots designed that's for right. speed. You wanted to scream out, Yeti titty. <laughs> 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 you need your poles because they help right, right, right. <laughs> and push you if you get stuck um but they're primarily used for you to be able to step in and turn uh-huh <laughs> your helmet you got to protect your brain ah goggles because at high speeds you don't want your eyes to dry out and being able to see where you're going is important yes if you're racing, you want a, a suit, which is an aerodynamic suit, much like losers and other people wear. But to keep warm, you wear an aerodynamic speed suit designed to be skin tight and reduce drag. Okay. Luckily, you're with Yetis because part C is find a slope. Aren't we on one? Yep. Usually I have these conversations at the top of mountains. 
But there are slopes all over. You look for mountains. You look for hills. Some hills can have them, like a place you probably know about because you're from Ohio. Perfect North in Indiana. It was in Indiana? Yeah. I never knew where it was. It's like across the border. Weird. But there are um, slight variations in courses for downhill skiing, but you basically scan mountains. See, this is where, like, I had this conversation with Wade where I don't remember ever having a class shirt. I don't remember that being offered to me. I don't remember that being a thing. I'm sure it exists, but I, I, I have so many big gaps in high school that I don't remember anything that occurred. So where, where was a class shirt offered? Where was this? Point uh, in the school where? I, I, it was like ordered. It was like, you remember when we voted for like our senior? Like no, when, I don't. That's <laughs> the thing too. I don't remember any of that stuff. When did, you did not, that happen? Did you skip homeroom or something? I don't know. Maybe. I don't remember what homeroom was, where it, where I it was like where room. you. It was no, like I where know you were. what homeroom was. I don't remember being in it. I think you like skipped out and went to like your the the music room or something. Yeah, I had band stuff that I could. I could, I think it was something where it was like I could take homeroom. And for band, like I could, I don't know why, but I missed out on apparently everything in school. Yeah, apparently, because I have that shirt. It's back in Ohio. It's in a memorabilia box. <sighs> I actually have a picture, an old, old picture of me wearing it. But anyway, there are slopes all over. If you have a mountain that gets snow, you'll probably be able to find a slope there. Uh, in the United States. If you got vast- a mountain, if you, if anybody listening out there, your mountain, you know, the mountain that you have. Yeah, you you know, if you live oh. near a mountain. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, the most Olympic downhill slopes have a drop of 800 to 1,100 meters for men in the races and uh, 800 meters to 450 meters for the women's races. Take that, women. I don't remember which one was farther. The, the men have a steeper drop. Can I go on the women's one? <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, cool. Good. Just Just checking. And for the record, Olympic skiers can reach speeds over 80 miles per hour. Well, as we covered in luge, that's nothing. Uh, how fast did luge go? I don't remember. I think it was slower. Never mind. I think luge Take was like losers. 60 miles per hour. Luge speed. dumb sport anyway, right? Fastest luge, 90 miles per hour. Take that, skiers! Yeah, ha! take that, skiers. All right. <laughs> But if you want to just ski recreationally, it's really fun. You just go to search up U.S. ski slopes if you're in the U.S. or ski slopes near you wherever you are in the world. Generally, most ski slopes have ratings. So like the green circle um, universally is like the beginner slope. It usually has a slope of about 6 to 26% grade. There's uh, no brush, no rocks, no tree limbs. Blue squares, which are my favorite, are more difficult with slope grades 25 to 40%. But they're clear. We call these groomers. They're designed for you to be able to go fast without running into dangerous obstacles like brush, rocks, trees. Those are out of there as well. feel like they should pick a better name. Other than Blue Square? No, groomers. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's a groomed slope. Oh, my God. The realization. I I feel like that's fair for you to have that reaction. You're still innocent-minded. You wouldn't even think of that. So, you know. Oh, my God. That's good. Jeez. Mm -hmm. And then you have black diamonds, which are are difficult. Those are the ones you want to be an advanced skier on. Mm -hmm. Usually they're steep steep grades of over 40%. Mm -hmm. 
and they may not have had rocks, trees, branches, and stuff removed. Okay. Then you have your double belt black diamond, which is even higher than that. You better know what you're doing or you could die. Okay. Well, that's fun. Yeah. And then there's backcountry skiing, which my brother does. And um, Has anyone ever died from skiing? Yes. How many? How many? How many skiers have died? <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm pretty sure everyone who would ski eventually dies. So I don't know if that got specified. Die skiing. There were 27 deaths in 2012 to 2013. Wow. Which is 0.47 fatalities per million. Wow. Uh, rising to 39 deaths in 2015 to 2016, which ended up being 0.74 fatalities per million. Ooh. In 2018 to 2019, there were 42 deaths. 2019 to 2020, there were 57 deaths. When you say per million, it just makes it seem so much worse. Like, I know it's bad. Any death is bad. But it's like, when you say so many deaths per million, it just seems like, really? I think it's pretty severe. Well, you got to do the percentages of the amount of people that went skiing, you know? So that's why they do per million per the, the amount of people that had skied that year per records and whatnot. All right. Fair enough. Just makes it seem like, I don't know, if people are listening to this, they might not want to go skiing after this. These are the people that probably did backcountry or did the, the, the diamonds and stuff like that where you can run into issues of avalanche zones and stuff like that as opposed to on ski slopes. Yes. It's all about learning. If you're smart and you know what you're doing and you you play it right and you participate properly and pay attention to the world around you, nature, other skiers, stuff like that, mm. you eliminate that. There's a rule in skiing because I learned to ski when I was three years old, Mark. Three years old. In Breckenridge, Colorado, I learned to ski. Wow. Look at this guy. Look at these brags. The reason I love skiing. Look at the brags on these guys. The reason I love skiing is it's it's a big reason why my mom and my dad met and ended up getting married. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's all right. Okay, everyone, stop making fun of them. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, a valid reason. My mom and my dad met through their their friend Marla, and mm-hmm. she met both of them. Uh, my dad used to work with her, and she had met my mom through something else. I don't know if it was school or something. Okay. She knew both of them and said they should meet because you both enjoy skiing. And so that was a big reason why they started meeting. And it was a huge part of their relationship before, like, me and my brother were born. So when me and my brother were born, we got brought up going skiing because it was a huge part of their life of something they both really enjoyed. And so we took family ski trips uh, when we could. And, you know, Perfect North was close by. We'd meet up with my cousins, go to Colorado and stuff. And it was just a fun time. And there's a rule in skiing that my parents taught me. And it's like, when you feel like you could do one more run, that's when you stop. You don't Mm. do that one more because that's when you get hurt. You know, that's what they say. That's what made me learn to actually enjoy running. They say the the running coach thing app that I had was like, run as if you could run faster, as if you could run a lot faster. And that's where you run. And then I went like, I'm running really slow. But then I ran for 30 minutes and I was like, that was nice. And I enjoyed it. Nice. And I didn't die. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, File a claim right on the State Farm mobile app and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Well, this is how you ski, Mark. Oh, I thought we talked. Did we not cover that? We didn't talk about the how to ski. So if you're racing, oh, you place your poles in front of you at the starting wand. You make sure they're they're stuck in there, but enough to where they're not going to get stuck when you push forward. They need to be able to pull it out. Okay. Your weight should be back over your feet. Get ready. The starting line is counting down. Oh. Move your feet close together to the start wand to begin to straighten up. Okay. You swing back and forth to try and time it as the buzzer is about to count down to the go method. So you're getting oh, momentum. No. Slide okay. forward, slide back, right, slide okay. forward, slide back, and launch. It's go time. Ah. You'll want to leave the crouch position and start skating like figure skates. You push out, on, digging in the edge of your skis to build speed while you're pulling forward with your, your poles. Uh-huh. Then you'll want to move to have your skis parallel. Uh-huh. You're heading down. You want to gain speed. You'll get into the crouch position uh-huh. so that you're more aerodynamic. Uh-huh. As you get to each gate, this is this is downhill skiing. The gates are little poles with flags, on, like a flag crossing. You want to uh-huh. get close to them. You got to go around certain sides of them okay. to weave down the mountain. To steer, you want to turn. You lean and carve into the, out, the outside edge of the ski in the direction you want to go on, and the inside and the other one, and you push. Okay. So you're turning, carving into the snow, using the snow to, like a rudder. Okay. I'm, I'm following. I'm following. All right. So it's like leaning. It's like leaning. And the easy way to get an easy pivot turn is you plant that pole on that side to help drive and dig in that turn so you can turn sharper. This is a huge method used in mogul races in particular. So you lean. Uh-huh. Now you have the stopping method. So if you need to slow down, this is the pizza stop is the one the little kids use. It's like right. making a snow plow. You, right. you basically point your knees towards each other and press outwards, digging in the inside part of your skis. Right. But much like you do in turning, the carving part, it's the hockey stop. This is the most effective stop. You have to whip your hips around and you dig in on the outside of the ski and just stop sideways. It's also how you used to, to you know, spray people with snow. Okay, of course. That's a priority. And then the fastest way to stop, but is not recommended, is just to simply crash or bail. Uh... But... The reason why crash is listed on here, and this is a very important part of skiing. Okay. If you feel like you're going to go over, you go over. You bail. Because that's how you get hurt is by trying to fight the fall. Oh, I thought you were talking like a cliff. No, 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 no. That's bad advice. No, no, not a cliff. Right? Like if you're going down a slope and you feel like you're going to fall down, it's better Ah. to fall down than it is to fight it and end up contorting your knee or twisting something up. See, like that's different than what I heard. No, you don't go off a cliff. That, that's that what it you sounded hurt like. yourself. Like, hurt yourself so you don't go off cliff. Very important. I was about to say, look, I know that we're making all this sport knowledge up off the top of our heads. We're king improvisers of sport, pretending like we know what we're doing. I was about to say, that probably is bad advice for all those people that are going to rush out and ski. No, 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 no. No, of course not. So, go and stop are important. Steering and carving is here. Go! and 
Stop. That's yes. our other podcast. Our other po- <laughs> Stop my bad not fan team. <laughs> exactly. That's it. That's it. But in downhill races, each athlete only gets one run to achieve the fastest time. Uh-huh. They do not get a practice run. Uh-huh. Only one skier is on the course at one time. Okay. And they are timed from the moment they go through the start gate wand until they cross the finish line. Okay. So it's like um, an indicator that marks when you cross that line, and then it's go as fast as you can, get down. Um, there are penalties. If you miss the gate, you go on the wrong side, and things like that can happen. Again, 80 miles per hour, you literally have a helmet on and a skin-tight suit. You can get torn up if you go down. Some of these surfaces are very, very smooth. Some can get icy. Judging the terrain and knowing the terrain and the weather is huge for knowing your ski slope. Mm -hmm. Because if it's sunny out, the surface of the snow will melt and it'll be more heavy snow. So you'll be able to dig in a little bit better. But if it was sunny and it was melty and it's a little bit warmer and it's the night... During night, it gets colder. You'll get a layer of ice on top, which will make it slicker. You could skid out, so you can't necessarily go as fast. Otherwise, you'll lose control and slide out. Okay. And then if it's fresh powder, that's what skiers love. That's that's the good shit. That's the good stuff. You know, it's powdery. It's it's good for you. What? I don't know. Who are you? It's good for you. (laughs) <laughs> yes. It's yes. the fresh powder. <laughs> if you've seen my TikTok, that's that's fresh powder for you. Anyway. What? You heard it here first. Tyler's <laughs> blowing cocaine on his TikTok. Run now before it gets taken down. He's got the freshest powder. The cleanest powder. <laughs> anyway, to win in the sport of skiing, it's all based on time. So the fastest one to the to the bottom to cross the finish line can be determined by hundreds of a second. Margin of error is minuscule. It's all about speed. It's all about turn. It's all about path and technique. And that's how you win at skiing. That's it. But skiing is also not just for racing. Uh Uh-oh. You can do it recreationally. You can do it for fun. You can do different events like cross-country for travel and traversing. I can? can? You can. Wow. You can also do... Freestyle skiing, where you do tricks and cool stuff like that and do half pipe. My brother has done that too, and he broke his heel. So do it with caution. Be smart. Know what you're doing. Uh huh. But uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I love skiing. I grew up with it, been around it my whole life. I haven't skied in years since my knee surgeries, but I want to get back to it. Okay. Well, it'll never happen again. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's sad. How could you it'll do this happen. to me? It'll happen whenever you make it happen. You want to know what's really fun, though, about skiing? What's up? It's more accessible than people think. Everybody thinks that skiing is only done on snow. Mm-mm. You can go and ski on sand. You can ski on grass. If you have a slope big enough, there are devices nowadays, skis that are designed for being used on those different surfaces. Uh-huh. And uh, there are actual indoor training facilities that a lot of Olympic athletes use that are that do skiing basically when there's no snow around, when it's not uh, ski season, when snow's not on the ground, when the mountains aren't primed for, you know, the slopes. Okay. There are places you can go to ski on different surfaces indoors, and it's really interesting. And then there's water skiing, which we didn't even talk about because that wasn't the focus of this, but water skiing is also a sport. That's true. And you're pulled by boat. 
There's actually paraskiing too, where you're pulled by or kite skiing. There's like so many variants of skiing where you you can just have something pull you. Skijoring is a sport where you're pulled by a horse. I don't know if that's a fun one. <laughs> My brother did it. He actually won his first competition. What has your brother not done? That's like, a that good is, question. My brother like every, every episode you're like, My brother did this weird, obscure thing that was only done in 3000 BC. Oh, he's done it. He's done it all. Hey, if my brother finds something fascinating, he definitely tries it out at least once, which is really aspiring. You know what I do for fun? I look up new hard drive specs because that's my <laughs> life right now. Wait, really? Is you still having issues with the drive? No, for... I'm not, but I'm trying to stay on the lookout for future developments. They're on they're on the way with a 61 terabyte SSD. Let me tell you, this thing is, they can't even make hard drives that big. They already passed them because there's a 32 terabyte SSD, 31, actually 30.72 actually is what it really is. Why aren't they at round numbers? Because it, there's a difference between the number of bits that are there and the actual usable number of bytes. Uh, oh. So it's it's like you know it you know that's x yeah. mark would you want to want to go skiing sometime there's skiing god in California. no what well, did you hear all the people that died every person that's ever skied died that's, that's i'm right here that's what i remember are you saying i'm actually dead and that the audience was right when i disappeared from your channel i actually died we did <laughs> people legitimately thought i died oh right yeah i remember yeah. Oh, that's because I went. <laughs> Miss you. <laughs> there was like, oh, I must the be one dead. like minor thing. <laughs> like, oh, um, rip. <laughs> I guess Mark really didn't care about me, guys. No, <laughs> I went. Miss you, big guy. Why? If I didn't care, why would I say that? Why would I say that? Come on, think. Think. Well, you can't think because you're an AI model that I've built. And so am I. You'll never know the truth. Maybe we already right. said at the beginning that this whole thing is a lie. Yeah, that's it. But anyway, that's that's the skiing overview. I'm sure the person who accused me is going to yell at me about how not thorough this was, but I don't care. That was very thorough. <laughs> what more do they want? It's a primer. See, the thing about a primer is it's not a it's not a full college course on the thing. It's just a getty starty. Yeah, it gets you an introduction. Mm -hmm. But skiing did come before snowboarding. Just just to be clear. Are we sure? Yes. Okay. The one board thing were sleds. But anyway, thanks for listening and watching this episode. Hopefully you were watching it because video is always great. Do that on Spotify if you haven't already. But you can check out our merch, store.gmfst.com. You know, if we sell enough of it, we can get new stuff. That sounds pretty cool. Anything you want to add, Mark? Not even a little bit. All right. Well, check us out on socials. You know where Mark is, Markiplier. I'm Tyler Scheid or Apocalypto underscore 12 most places. But yeah, we'll see you in uh, whatever the next episode is or whenever that is. Who knows anymore? We could die on the ski slope. Keep those jacuzzis flowing. See what happened when someone made a good enough jacuzzi. We made an entire episode about them. Shout out to you, whatever the hell your name was. We don't remember. Will, insert their name if you can do so easily. I don't think Will will even be able to find out. <laughs> All right, well, bye. Bye. <laughs>